Greetings programs and welcome to a special episode of the Awesome Friday podcast. Canadian filmmaker Katie Bullen has been active as a writer, director, and actor since she was young. And now with her feature film debut as a writer and director, she took on the role of producer as well as star. We're All in This Together, adapted from the best-selling novel by Amy Jones, tells the story of a dysfunctional but relatable family who are thrust back together when their matriarch goes over a waterfall in a barrel. Yes, you heard that right. Have a listen to the trailer. Finn Parker, um, I'm an affiliate reporter with Thunder Bay News. Your mother is Catherine Parker. My mom? Any news on her condition? must be the most bizarre story of the year. The barrel actually saved her life. <laughs> it's Paris. You have to come home. She went over the falls on purpose. What do you mean she did it on purpose? She did it on purpose? She can't be controlled when she's like this. You remember that, I'm sure. Mom tried to kill herself. Why do you look the same? Yeah, you're right. You look a lot older. Mom knows it's horrendous here. You left. Nice to meet you. I didn't even know you still thought about me. I hope nobody ever has to think about anything as much as I think about you. <laughs> How do you change? Like in real, practical terms. Do you ever just want to run away? No. But people always want to run away from me, my darling. Stop screaming at me! You can spend your whole fucking life feeling better than me. Is that good, Finn? Then you fucking come back here and you make it all about you. <laughs> And stop staring at me, you look fucking deranged. We're All In This Together is playing now as part of the 2022 Canadian Film Festival on Super Channel Fuse. It had its original Canadian premiere this past December at the Whistler Film Festival, which is when Katie and I sat down on Zoom to discuss the film. Here is that interview, and I hope you enjoy it. Why don't we just jump in? Thank you for joining me, for one. <laughs> Uh, oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my website is very small, so I'm always very appreciative of everyone who joins me. Um, I think it's great. I looked at it like a couple times and reminded myself of it this morning. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm very happy. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, why don't we just quickly start with to give me the, the Cole's notes on, on Katie Bullitt? Sure. I am an actress, writer, director. Um, I started my career as a child actor. And then um, in my sort of early 20s, I started writing because I felt limited by just being an actress. And since then, um, I wrote a collection of short stories and wrote a collection of personal essays that I turned into a web series that I sold to Hulu. And I've started directing and I'm talking to you today, I assume, mainly about my directorial debut, We're All In This Together, that I yeah. wrote, uh, directed and played twins in. Yeah, what was the, uh, what was the web series you sold to Hulu? Just for Story Short. Sorry? Story Short. It's still on, okay. on YouTube in Canada. You said you're a child actor. What did you star in as a child that I might have seen? I did it. <laughs> I did a TV <laughs> show called 
Noddy, N-O-D-D-Y, based on Enid Blyton's toys, which is like a British, it's sort of like a British phenomenon in World War II that they brought back for a children's series. And um, I did get to do, I did get to work with Betty White on that show. So that was cool. And so sad that she's recently passed, but now I'm like, oh, that's cool. As a child, I got to work with her. Um, so yeah, a lot of like kids television shows and like a wide TV series called The Zach Files. So yeah, my, my mother is in the film industry, like my whole, yeah. So to me, it was sort of just very normal. And so now you've, this is, this is your directorial debut. Uh, is it your screenwriting debut for film as well, or? Yeah, for features, yeah. And producing as well, I think, right? Yes, yeah, I also produced it, yeah. Is there anything you didn't do on the film? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that wasn't really, like, I mean, no, there was, I mean, I had an incredible crew and like an amazing cast and the crew brought so much to the film, but there was, I mean, I definitely never want to do so much again. What attracted you to this particular story? Um, it's a best-selling Canadian novel, and um, I was really drawn to the author Amy Jones's voice, and I thought that there were some similarities in our voices, so I thought it was something that I could adapt, and I was really drawn to the twins' storyline and also just the complications of mental illness within a family. There's definitely mental illness in my family and in my life, so I was... I wanted to explore that. I thought the book did it in a fresh and interesting way. Which role, like not which part, but which like role as a filmmaker did you approach it from first? Were you like, I'm going to write this? Or were you like, I really want to act in this? Or That's a great question. Well, so I found the book because I was looking for something. I knew I wanted to write and direct something that I was going to act in. So I actually approached it from all perspectives at first. Because, mm -hmm. and I did that from sort of a strategic POV in my career, like it wasn't something that I absolutely felt called to do, but it was something that I thought I had to do to reach the next step in whatever I wanted my career to be. So there wasn't a moment where you were like, well, I don't have a director, so I'm gonna direct this, so I'm not. How did, you, how did you come into all the different roles? Just because I thought, I think I have to make a feature before anyone would let me make a TV show or get paid to direct something. Right, <laughs> okay. So I was like, oh, okay, so, you know, I've made sh shorts, they've done okay. I think now, you know, it's time for me to make a feature. This make this seems like just the next logical step in my career. Um, so no, it was never, I knew like before I even read the book that I was looking for something like that. And uh, so obviously you play two roles in the film, twins who are like most twins, as, as different as they are the same. How did you approach each one? They're very finely drawn in the novel. So that was incredibly helpful. There was like such a blueprint for the characters and I really didn't change very much. So that that helped, like that sort of source material and backstory and stuff that most actors could only dream of. So that was incredible. I also, hair, makeup and wardrobe really helped. Like I felt like once I got the fake hair and the fake teeth to play Nikki and the nails and all the leopard print and stuff that really, I was like, okay, these feel like two very different people. And I've said this before, but from just sort of a personal standpoint, like the easiest way for me to lock into both of them is I'm now two and three, two years and three months sober. But when I shot the movie, I was a year sober. So I thought of Finn as who I was before I had quit drinking. And I thought of Nikki as who I was right after I had just stopped drinking. Mm -hmm. So 
that was like the easiest way for me to differentiate them in my mind. Uh, well, congratulations on the, sorry, two years, three months. I think, saying? yes, I should know, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I had eight years, like Four years three months ago. So you got a year, three months ago. I had eight years, three months ago. Oh my God. Congratulations. That's a <laughs> long you. time. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Which one of the twins do you feel like you relate the most to? Or do you find them like two halves of a whole? I think more two halves of a whole. Like I think that I, in a weird way, would like to be more like Nikki, the more outspoken, brash twin, because like I, I feel like I struggle with that sometimes, like just saying how I actually truly feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, like my friends and stuff would be like, oh, she's a lot more like Finn. With the character like Nikki, she's one of she's you know she seems to say what she thinks at any given moment, and that she has sort of a reputation, you know, because of that. Is that something you find like how did you did you have like a specific person that you you drew on for that kind of performance? Yeah, my mom can be a lot like Nikki. Yeah. And <laughs> like she isn't really, but like we're very close and she's like very honest and it, like would encourage me to be more honest. And it was funny because like she's not an actress, she's a filmmaker and she produced this film, but when we were we were rehearsing the scenes before we shot and she would always play Nikki and she was like really good. <laughs> She would always be like, I get this role. And I was like, that's so funny. So in a way, but like, that's, but like not at all in like the trashiness element, but, but yeah, <laughs> as far as honesty. How did, as a, so as a director, how did you approach the rest of the characters? I just hired very good actors. So uh, that made it really easy. Like I, I really didn't have to do a lot of directing with everybody else. So that's how I approached it. And I think I sort of like had in my mind, like the range of how emotional I wanted people to be, or I sort of like knew what movie we were making, but it was very easy. Did you, was the casting process, uh, like how, how did you, did you like know anyone or did you, was it open calls? Or? I knew everybody. Like I offered the part to Martha Burns who plays my mother because I had just been such a fan of her work always. And Alicia, who plays Paris, my sister in the film, she did read, but I sort of knew I wanted it to be her. I just wanted to see that we like looked enough alike and what our chemistry was like. But the auditioning process for some of the roles was definitely, I think strange maybe for the actors because I would be like reading with them, but also the director. And so also trying to watch them, but sometimes would go like actually step into the scene with them. So. It was like rehearsal for how I was going to behave on set when we were actually filming. But I am curious, like what it was like for the actors. It must've been like, oh, what a weird, what a, what a weird <laughs> process. Is she even able to watch my audition? But I, I was, I hope. Well, that's what tape is for too, or video. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I'm old enough that I still say tape. <laughs> I tape too, but I guess it's computer now. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. From a, a more, technical standpoint there's obviously a lot of scenes where Finn and Nikki are speaking to one another in particular the scene toward the end where they're you know in the van and they're having it out like how did you how do you I imagine as an actor you must approach that with you know someone else reading the other lines but how do you approach it as a how did you approach it as a director like how much planning is involved I did have an incredible double named Michaela Brasseur, who is an actress. So that was amazing because when I was any scene I was doing as the twins, like I had an actual actor to work off of. So that was incredibly helpful. And then from a directing standpoint, I worked really 
closely with my cinematographer, Colin Holt, who is so experienced and like just incredibly talented. So we would break down like each and every scene um, for the fighting van scene that that was technically very complex for sure, because it was like, there are, the movie had a limited budget. So we used what we called like the orphan black camera two or three times, which is where you see the twins. It's called a motion control camera and it's where the twins can cross each other in the frame or touch. But for that scene where the twins are actually like, you see them choking each other, it's my doubles hands around my neck and it was a split screen composite. So there was a lot to sort of think about from a technical standpoint for sure. But a lot, most of the movie is like split screens when you see the twins together or like over the double shoulder. Yeah, lots of, of um, <clears throat> lots of reverse shot, reverse shot type stuff too. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a, a nightmare to edit. <laughs> I definitely had, I would say people were like, what was filming it like? Like, did you lose your mind? And I was like, no, but I definitely did during editing. Like that's when I had the nervous breakdown that I think everyone thought I would have. <laughs> but for me, it was like post-production was my Waterloo. That was... So I found it very challenging, but it's over. So that's good. So I don't know, this is maybe a silly question, but did you shoot during the pandemic or was it just before? I don't actually know the answer. Um, no, not a silly question at all. We were supposed to shoot the film in um, April, 2020, but obviously that got delayed. So we did shoot during the pandemic, August, 2020. So that was pre-vaccines and we were one of the first shows out of the gate. So there was also sort of the added stress and pressure of how do we keep a set safe? There was a, like a lot of new guidelines, which I'm very grateful that were enforced because we, no one did get COVID, but if anyone had, like the production would have gone down because there's no there was no insurance for it at that point. Yeah, because it, it was also like mainly if like I got COVID, that would have been really bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because you were doing everything <laughs> yeah like, what what do you shoot without me for 10 days right so yeah and ironically i mean we're still in the same situation now in the world so how great <laughs> if we had yeah. known then, oh my god yeah i don't think any of us really thought we'd still be in a pandemic at this point like I I we, yeah yeah i feel like we all thought we were going to nip this thing in the bud and then we didn't do that <laughs> so so here we are. Yeah, I'll make my yeah. second join a pandemic too. Oh, well, that sounds terrifying. But I guess you've been through it once now, so you must have you know a better idea. Um, where was where did you film? It was in Ontario, right? Like was it around, yeah. around Thunder Bay or? I wanted to film in Thunder Bay, but it got complicated just financially, like bringing crew up and putting them up. So we filmed actually in Hamilton, Ontario, mm -hmm. which has a great tax credit. And was, yeah, it was, it, it was great because a lot of very experienced Toronto crew could just come up and, and work for like a day, like do me a favor because it wasn't so far away. Okay. Here's, this is my weird, my favorite question to ask. So what is one, what's something about the film? You've obviously probably talked about it a lot over the past couple of months, especially since it, this is a premiere, right? Like it. Yeah. Whistler was the Canadian premiere. Yeah. Right. So obviously it's been well-received, I assume. Yeah, we've been, I mean, it's won over 30 awards worldwide. So that's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, so far it's been well-received, but the, the bulk of the reviews 
from Whistler and stuff hadn't come out yet. So who knows? Okay. Yeah. So uh, you've always probably been talking about it a lot lately. So what's, what is something that you wish people were asking about that they're not? Oh, that's such a great question. My brother did the score with his producing partner. My brother is a, a rapper and a musician with his producing partner, Nathaniel Smith. And my brother's name is Michael Boland. So mm -hmm. I think the score that they did is really incredible. Mm -hmm. And I would like sometimes the opportunity to talk about that more. But I think that it's hard because with this movie, like people are like, oh, like, why did you do something so crazy? And that's sort of the main question I get, which I totally understand. Is it, is it crazy though to, to, I mean, obviously it seems like a lot of work to take on all the different roles, but is it really, I don't think it's out of the ordinary necessarily. There's plenty of, you know, directors, auteurs out there who do all the things as well. Yeah, totally. I, I like sort of thought like when I first had the idea, I was like, that does seem crazy, but is it really that much more crazy than just like starring in your first feature, which so many people have done. So no one's, I don't know. James Franco directed himself as twins in The Deuce, mm -hmm. but that was for an episode. Um, I don't know that anyone's done this as a feature. And I'm like, well, it, people should. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, even like, you know, Taika Waititi, I think he directed himself in his first feature. You know, lots of lots of people will do it. Lots of people do all the roles. So I, yeah. And people have asked like, well, why did you do it? And I was like, truthfully, it's just feels, it felt easier in some ways because I was like, well, I could ask myself, I could ask this sort of like weird task of myself. I think it would be like, it's, it would be stressful to put someone else in that position to be like, okay, you play twins and I'm a newer director. Let me direct you, you know, whereas like, I, I know how to direct myself. So that felt easier. Was it easier? From any point of view? Yeah, because I like have control issues. So yes, huh. you know, so because I got to be in control in a way that like, I don't think I'll ever be allowed to be on any other project. Like if there's more money at stake in say like my next film, if I'm lucky enough to make one, like I will never get this kind of control again. So in that way, it did feel, it did feel easier for, for just my personality type. Fair enough. What kind of, what lessons, was there any specific, like lessons that you learned from doing all the roles at once? I think I learned, I think it gave me a lot of confidence. Sobriety also did, but I think it was sort of like I got sober and that was hard. And then I was like, well, since I got sober, I can do this. And this was also hard. So I think it gave me confidence that like I could, worst case scenario, if you're thrown into something crazy, like you could figure it out. So I had that confidence in my, in myself. Um, I also think it taught me to let go because ultimately the crew was incredible and everyone did do their jobs and I did have to just trust people. And it turned out in some ways, like way better than I could have imagined. Just to circle back. So you hired your brother to do the score. Did, was that just like a, you know, I need a favor type situation or did you have other candidates or? Definitely, I need a favor. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I think he and Nathaniel are like extremely talented, and he had scored my shorts before. So, I sort mm -hmm. of we like a shorthand, and also, I just think, yeah, it's probably much easier. I think because he's my brother, I could be like more crazier. I guess, like, no, I this doesn't feel right. Like, let's do it again. So mm -hmm. that 
that's kind of nice to have friends and family work on it from that perspective. And yeah, with, you said your mother was a producer. So it sounds like it was a bit of a family affair in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was. My mom and I worked together a lot, which I feel very grateful for. We're very close. But because also she's such an experienced director, it was very helpful to have her on set because she could be behind the monitor right. when I couldn't be. Cool. So um, obviously this first feature is under your belt. When is the release plan? Because I know it's in Whistler now and I think there's one or two other festivals, but it's coming. When is it going like wide? Is it going wide? Is there like a plan? Yeah, it's going to be released in Canada and in the States, which I'm like so excited for. And in the spring, um, the actual dates aren't nailed down yet, but I will let you know. But also no. it's, it's <laughs> like in the spring. Yeah. Nice. Um, and what's what's next? What's next for you? I just finished directing a Lifetime movie, which was really exciting because it was my first like director for hire job, like not a directing job. I just gave myself. So that was great. <laughs> and uh, I recur on a new Apple TV show called Five Days at Memorial um, that stars Cherry Jones and Vera Farmiga and takes place during Hurricane Katrina. So mm -hmm. that's coming out in the new year as well. Nice. I will have to look for that. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it's going to be quite good. It's like really excellent filmmakers. So I'm excited to see it too. Th again, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Have a great day and uh, best, of luck, best of luck in all your next stuff. Thanks. Thanks. And, and, and for the record, I like the movie, just in case I didn't say that because oh, it wasn't clear. Thank you. <laughs> that was Katie Boland producer, director, writer, and star of We're All In This Together, which is playing as part of the 2022 Canadian Film Festival, and will be going into a wider release later this spring. You can find streaming links for the film on this episode's homepage, which you will find in the show notes that are powered by Just Watch and Update as availability changes. I'd like to thank you for listening, and if you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star review on your podcasting platform of choice. Or if you'd like to support us more directly, we have a Patreon and a Ko-fi, which you can find in this episode's show notes as well. This episode was recorded and produced by me, Matthew Simpson, on the unceded lands of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish nations. And as always, thank you for joining me on this awesome Friday.